Ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and around the world, this is your host for the David Harris Jr. Show. Ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country, coast to coast, and yes, around the world, this is your host for the David J. Harris Jr. Show. And if you're watching uh, on uh, YouTube, thank you so much. If you're listening right now on my podcast, I really do, I really do truly appreciate you. If you're on my Facebook or Twitter list uh, watching there, thank you again so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with this brother right here. I've got a very special broadcast for you today. Today, I want to talk about the president and the fact that he is, I believe, the most pro-life president that we've ever had. You know, I don't think that um, we've ever been in a situation like this before. You know, the the second term abortions, the third term abortions, and now the infanticide laws where people are literally choosing to uh, give women the option of keeping the baby after it's been born. It's never happened before. We've never been at a place like this in our country before. And friends, it's pretty uh, it's a pretty sad state of affairs that we find ourselves in this place. Well, I had the pleasure and the absolute honor and privilege of being at the March for Life in Washington, D.C. just a, uh, a few days ago, a week or so ago now. And I also was personally invited by the White House to interview Kellyanne Conway. Are you kidding me? We were right inside of the Roosevelt Room, which is right next to the Oval Office. I just wanted to share what this journey, this uh, day was like for me, where I'm at personally with my feelings for the president and why I believe we all, every person of faith and every person that believes that babies are gifts from God or just gifts, period. If you're not a believer, but you understand that babies have rights, should have rights, and we need to support babies having rights, then I think you're going to love this episode and I hope you share it with some friends as well. Spread my podcast around and tag some friends and let them know, hey, check this podcast out. So I just got to tell you, the journey for me has been absolutely amazing to have come onto the scene, the social media scene with a very pro-life message. It was right after the third debate between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton in 2015 that, uh, uh, then 2016 that I was, I couldn't stay silent. I even wrote a book about it, why I couldn't stay silent, but why I couldn't stay silent was, um, based, based on the fact that I truly feel that if somebody, if somebody's moral compass is off in the, on the issue of abortion, then what the heck else is off with their moral compass? You know, I, I could not vote for Obama. Because I had a mother that told me, don't pay attention to how politicians speak when they're on the limelight, when they're on the in the spotlight, when they're on the stage, but pay attention to how they vote. And Barack Obama had not only voted for partial birth abortion, but he had also voted against bills that would provide babies, survivors of botched abortions, medical care. And I said, you know, everything else goes down the toilet for me. If an individual doesn't believe that our most innocent and precious gifts from God deserve to be cherished and protected, then what else is wrong? So I could not vote for Obama. 
And I didn't fit into that demographic of, you know, 90 percent of black Americans voting for Democrats. Uh, and again, I give credit to my mother that said, pay attention to how people vote and vote your values. I was raised in, raised in a Christian family, an evangelical Christian family. And we believe that babies are gifts from God. And even if you don't believe that, science has now proven. It's not the same as in 73 when Roe v. Wade said it's a clump of cells. Science has now proven that a baby has a heartbeat at six weeks, has fully formed fingers and toes at eight to 10 weeks. They have a fully a fully uh, grown nervous system. They can feel pain in there. And we're not talking about first trimester abortions. We're talking about second and third and then infanticide. So the fact that we're here right now as a country is truly alarming to me. But the fact that we also have what I believe is the most pro-life president than we've ever had in office that is championing our pro-life values is a beautiful thing. And then to get to interview Kellyanne Conway in the White House, folks, it was an absolute dream come true. So I want to take you with me on this journey. I got invited, like I said, by the White House. They they love my social media presence, and I'm here because of you, because you share my posts, because you retweet, because you share these podcasts. Uh, I'm gaining more attention and uh, and being called on more so than, I mean, it could be anybody that they're asking. There was two of us, the activist mommy, Elizabeth Johnston, and myself that had the opportunity to interview Kellyanne. So it was an absolutely amazing day. Uh, and then we got to go hear from the president himself that for the first time made an actual appearance at the March for Life. I've heard people on both sides. I, I don't I don't even know why. My wife actually even sent me an article from somebody, a supposed evangelical pastor that uh, Republican that was uh, says that, oh, I don't think Donald Trump is pro-life. He's just doing it to get votes. You know what, folks? The fact that he's appointed two Supreme Court justices that are very pro-life, that are constitutionalists, the fact that I believe he could appoint two more if he wins, I'll say when he wins a second term, and the fact that he's appointed a total of 191 now constitutionalist judges, to me, if he's faking it, it's just the same thing that people say, well, he's not really for black folks. He's just trying to get your vote. He's a racist. People that say he's a racist, yet he's done so many things for the black community. I say, well, he's one heck of a pretty bad racist because he's doing so much good for the black community. So for those naysayers that say, oh, he's just doing it for this or that. You know what I say? I say, one, I know people that know him personally and know his heart. I've spoken to Paula White, who is his personal pastor. I've spoken to Romero Pena, who has been inside the Oval Office and has prayed for the president on multiple occasions. I've spoken with Bishop Harry Jackson, that's also been in the Oval Office and prayed with the president on several occasions. My good friend, Dr. Lance Walnow, also spoke to the president and had a chance to pray with him as well. I've spoken to people that have actually had a chance behind the scenes to sit and listen and talk to the president and hear him speak. And they say that he's genuine. And these are friends of mine. These are people that I know and I trust. And so I'm going to choose to believe them instead of any old crap that anybody can go publish. And then any liberal rag media uh, publishing company, I don't care who it is, can put it out there to try to throw seeds of doubt in the minds of people that really do care about these issues. So I, 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 I trust my friends. And I've also had the personal opportunity to actually meet and shake the hand of the president of the United States on multiple occasions. I can attest to you, 
I don't feel a racist bone in his body. And I'll tell you, I've met some racist people. I've met some people that are racist that try to hold it in, that try to act like they're not, that just try to, you know, show you enough uh, consideration and respect that you won't, you won't get that they don't like you because of the color of your skin. I've met some of those people. I can tell you can read right through it. And I've never felt one drop of that from this president. So the fact that he is championing these causes for believers, for those that respect the values of, of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and believe that that should extend all the way down to the unborn baby. He is championing our causes. And he is, I think, the greatest champion for life that we've seen in the White House. And I'm so thankful for him. So I got to the White House. I asked, is the president in here? Uh, we're walking towards the Oval Office. And uh, my guest that was uh, escorting us in, she said, no, there would be a guard stationed at the door if the president was in the Oval Office. But just to be able to walk in there was just amazing. Getting inside the Roosevelt Room, getting a, to look around at just truly history was such a beautiful thing. And then to get to interview Kellyanne Conway, I'm going to bring you the first clip right here so we can hear exactly what Kellyanne had to say. Uh, and, and please... When you're listening to these things, if something doesn't uh, resonate with you, if you don't know what we're talking about, she talks about uh, specifics the, that, that have to do with the president's pro-life stance. Go look them up. Go do your own research. I'm a big proponent of doing your own research and do multiple searches and pay attention to who you're listening to, because there's a lot of publications out there, folks, that are driven by liberals that have one thing in mind. They want to try to bring the demise to this president and bring confusion to the people. And we're not about that here. You can go to DavidHarrisJr.com and search any any topic that you want, and you'll probably find something on my website where uh, where it's all backed by uh, facts, uh, backed by sources. Uh, we go a long way to make sure the news we share on my website is accurate. So let that be a good search engine for you. Is DavidHarrisJr.com? Go to the search bar, select the topic, and 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 just click search. So here is myself. And Kellyanne Conway talking about how the president just made history. David J. Harris Jr. here. I'm here, I'm here in Washington, D.C. at the White House right now on behalf of the Falkirk Center, a center that was put together by Jerry Falwell Jr. and Charlie Kirk, uh, people of faith that are rallying behind this president. And I'm get, I get to interview Kellyanne Conway. I get to be here with David. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? He's very proud of you. I, I think he is, for the most part. I think he is. Yeah, he sees a lot. And uh, so, Kellyanne, tell me, first of all, we're here for the March for Life that's happening today. And the president is making an appearance and speaking. It's the first time a sitting president's ever done that. How historic is that for a president to do this? Well, the Democrats on Capitol Hill are saying it's a historic week because they're impeaching the president. Actually, it's a historic week uh, because we have the first sitting president going to the mall to stand with the people who are standing for life and be and be among them. And I guess what's remarkable, David, is that no other president has ever done it. When I heard that three years ago, as Vice President and I, Vice President Pence and I went over to address the crowd at the March for Life three years ago, I said, that can't be. I remember being a student out there and I would hear President Reagan or President Bush, but I realized that wasn't a loudspeaker, that was a satellite link. But for this president to go around the corner and for people who have come from around the country, if not around the world, and say, not only am I pro-life, but I'm pro-you and the way you are pro-life. I am standing with you and among you because walking the talk is what this presidency yes. is all about. 
We settle on the economy, on national security, on regulation, on religious freedom, on the judiciary. For so, black folks. He said, He's done so much for the black community. Reform, yes. Opportunity zones. Uh, all of it. Yeah. And he's doing it on unborn life. And improbably, the most pro-life president in American history is a Manhattan male billionaire real estate agent <laughs> for most of his adult life considered himself to be pro-choice. And I think that conversion story yes. is so relatable yes. and and so um, so common among Americans who either have seen a sonogram or have somebody in their circle of life, a loved one, unexpectedly pregnant, um, have almost lost a child in utero and realized that the beauty and fragility of life is such and that all these medical interventions that they can do to help the baby in utero. Yes. And then the baby goes on to live a wonderful life. And we keep getting these stories into the White House. Um, I can tell you their names, the people who have survived abortions wow. around the 20s and 30s, the folks who were born at 21, 20 to 21 weeks and six days, 22 weeks, 23 weeks, and are living now. Contrast that with the laws of places like New York. Yeah. And what the governor of Virginia was trying to do. Yeah. Uh, we still don't know if he was wearing um, the Ku Klux Klan hat or the blackface, but we do know One that of them. he would. We do know. One we do know for sure that he said if the baby survives an abortion, he thinks she should keep it warm and comfortable, and then the woman can discuss with the doctor what she'd like to do next. Which means one of the possibilities is to kill that baby after the fact. So this is a great contrast to the evil that's all around us as we speak, yeah. not just by rank and file individuals who may have crazy ideas about. Uh, life, but by elected officials who are passing policies and bragging about it. Do you realize Governor Andrew Cuomo in New York celebrated, you know, fist bumps, applause, they celebrated in the New York legislature when they got the most liberal, uh, permissive abortion policy in our country and then lit up the Freedom Tower to celebrate the Freedom Tower to celebrate the um, a woman's right to exterminate a child Murder. long past the baby. That's right. So, so it's an exciting day. You know, the first video that I had that went viral was very pro-life. I'm very pro-life. I believe that babies are gifts from God and they've got fingers, toes, heartbeats. They can feel pain in there. And the number one reason why I support supported Donald Trump for president in 2016 and will again is because of his pro-life stance. So amazing to interview Kellyanne Conway, the first woman to successfully run a presidential campaign for president. And yet they say the president is sexist, folks. Uh, that couldn't be further from the truth, just as so many other lies that they throw at this president uh, are the exact opposite of the truth. We got into the issue of uh, abortion, obviously talking about how the president was the first president to ever uh, to ever personally go on stage and speak at the March for Life. Why is it that no other presidents have done this in the past? You know, take that in contrast to President Obama that actually personally went to a Planned Parenthood uh, event and spoke at a Planned Parenthood event, uh, basically championing the woman's right, which I don't believe it should be a right to choose to murder their unborn baby. You know, if anybody should have been championing pro-life, a pro-life message, it should have been a black man. 
a black man as president. And I hear people say, oh, he wasn't all black, whatever. That's not the point. I'm I'm mixed race myself, but nobody has, has ever looked at me and uh, said, oh, that's a white guy. I'm a part of the black community, uh, but I love both sides of my family, obviously. I'm just telling you how people separate us and put us in these in these demographics. And uh, and and we are. And Obama was championed as being the first black president of the United States. Uh, if anything, if anybody should have championed the pro-life message, it should have been Barack. Friends, the abortion industry is horrific all around. It has it has decimated the black community more than any other community, but it, all of it should be should be done away with. Uh, I don't think it's a woman's right to choose to end a baby no more than if that baby is three hours old or if that baby is still inside of the womb. But if we look at this, if we look at just some of the statistics of what has taken place in the black community, uh, this, this is AIDS since 1973 has taken 245,000 lives from the black community. Violent crimes, 354,000. Accidents, 447,000. Cancer, 2.5 million. Heart disease, 2.7 million. Yet over 15.5 million, and this was a few years ago, folks, the new numbers are closer to 20 million black babies that have been aborted. The po- black popula- population in the United States is 40 million. Half of the current population today wiped out because of abortion. Is, is, it, is it any wonder that this must not be uh, just happenstance? And is there any question that If anybody should have been championing a pro-life message, it should have been Barack Obama. Well, it wasn't. It is Donald Trump. He is championing a pro-life message. He is being a champion for the people and for the innocent babies. And it's such an honor that we have him as president. And that's why we need another four years. So when we think about um, what what's going on in our country, so much of the division, so much I don't understand you know, where the disconnect comes from. You know, again, I I wrote it in my book, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent. My wife actually has a chapter in there. She found out, uh, this is part of the reason why I was pro-life before this, but this absolutely just blew me away. She found out literally in her mom's last weeks on earth, her mom was battling cancer and she had, we had hospice over. Uh, My wife's uh, aunt came over, my mother-in-law's sister to help. And just kind of out of the blue in the kitchen, she just kind of said to my wife's mom, aren't you glad you didn't have that abortion and you left the abortion clinic? That was the first time my wife even knew that her mother had contemplated not giving birth to her, not letting her come into this world. You know, my wife is a is an amazing woman. I wouldn't be the man I am today. Almost married 26 years. This April will be 26 years. I'll be married to this woman, my, my, the bride of my youth, the girl of my dreams, uh, my high school sweetheart, Jennifer. And I couldn't imagine my life without her, nor could I imagine my life without my two amazing daughters, uh, Corbin and Skylar, 21 and 23 years old. They're so vibrant. They're full of life. They're beautiful inside and out. I couldn't imagine my life without my bride or those two amazing young women. And yet just because Jennifer's mother didn't think for a while, she didn't think that she could bring her into this world and provide a good enough life for her with the husband, uh, the, the, the father not being in the picture. Uh, she wasn't married just because of convenience for her. She almost didn't bring my bride into this world. I'm so thankful 
Jeanette. I'm so, so thankful. She's up in heaven now. I'm so thankful, Jeanette, that you did choose life. You gave me the one of the greatest gifts apart from my my knowing Jesus. Literally, the greatest gift in my life is my bride. And then uh, and then the two beautiful girls that came from that union with my bride. So the fact that we've got so many people that champion women's health and and tie abortion to it like it's a woman's choice for health. It's just it's disturbing to me. Yet here we are. It's real. It's legitimate. Um, again, I'm so thankful that we've got such a pro-life champion in the White House uh, let's listen to what the alternative would be. Uh, if, if for some reason the president was not to win this next election, if a Democrat was to win, every single Democrat, uh, that's running for office of the presidency has made it very, very clear that they would push to make abortion law of the land, making us as taxpayers pay for it. Kellyanne Conway gets to hear it a lot more from the people that are in uh, D.C., that are on the Hill. And she has the behind-the-scenes information on exactly what these Democrats would do if they were to win the White House this year. If Donald Trump was not to win in 2020, which I absolutely believe that he will, I hope and pray he will, but if he was, if he was to not win... What would the Democrats do with abortion? They've already told us. They actually have all the things that they hide and furtively don't reveal to us. They are they are out and about and bragging about their position on abortion. Their party platform basically says abortion anyone, anytime, anywhere. They will they will resist any effort to restrict or regulate a woman's access to reproductive care and quote to choose to do with her body, which is all euphemism for abortion. David, so they've already told us what they'll do. You will have permissive abortion practically everywhere. And the more we know about the, the develop fetal development and what's happening in the womb, things that people literally didn't know scientifically and med- right. medically in nineteen seventy three right. Roe versus Wade was concocted by the Supreme Court. I haven't heard the word penumbra since then. And uh, we know so much more now. And the Democrats are going in the opposite direction of public opinion and of medicine and science. So for all those for whom religion and morality did not help you decide yeah. your view on abortion, medicine and science really should step in the breach. Absolutely. should take a pause and say, well, hold on. What do I Absolutely. see? It's waving back at me. That is a heartbeat. Those are eyes. You can know the gender, the sex of the baby early on. Yeah. Uh, and so if you know all of that, you know that's a life that is not uterine material. It's not a polylog. You shouldn't look the other way. And that's why people like me have for many years have also been urging uh, these state legislatures to do what I call the turn the screen uh, initiatives where if Planned Parenthood has you in that chair, they're doing a sonogram because they're like fishmongers. They have to decide how much to charge you by the pound for right. how pregnant are you. Yeah, it's just a thing. So that's right. And so why wouldn't you show the expectant mother what you're seeing as a technician? Don't shouldn't I be able to see that? What are you afraid of? I know what you're afraid of. You're afraid I'm going to see what you see. Which is a thriving baby. Yes. So we call it turn the screen. Don't tell me, don't shove down my throat and lecture me on a woman's right to choose what to do with her body if you don't have the courage to show her exactly what's in her body. So we're winning on this in many different ways, but this president's record, the progress he put, the legacy already through in David, the Mexico City (laughs) policy, the defunding Planned Parenthood, the um, restricting fetal tissue research, 
uh, because with taxpayer money and, Such and huge just wins. on and on and on, he, he's done so much to lift up life. Yeah. And, uh, and and he made good on his promise. He said, if you put on my desk the, the pain capable bill, if you put on my desk legislative restrictions now on partial birth abortion, um, he respects the Hyde Amendment so that Americans are not, taxpayers are not on the hook to pay for abortions. So and he also uh, promised and has delivered on the promise to nominate to the federal bunch, bench uh, pro-life judges, people who are following the Constitution yeah. strictly. And that includes the Elkhorn City and 185 other judges. 185 and counting. We're and counting. Are you kidding me? Absolutely amazing that uh, we get to hear from and that you get to see what I got to do with Kelly and Conway. Um, I'm just looking at some of the some of the options. You know, the fact that the abortion industry has been caught. I don't know why this isn't still front and center knowledge. I don't know why this isn't still all over people's minds, but it's very important that we do understand exactly what is at stake. Not only if the Democrats, if, if they take the White House, if a Democrat wins this election this year, would abortion be a, be law of the land? They've made it very, very clear. But you know what else would ha- would be rampant? The selling of baby parts. Friends, we can't discount the fact that we've seen the behind the scenes videos. We've seen the videos that have been released where Planned Parenthood was talking about selling of baby parts like they're talking about car parts with just no remorse, no emotion. Uh, it was just a business. It is just a business. And we cannot forget that. So I've got this video tuned up. Uh, I'm going to bring this video in right now and let's watch some of this together. We won't watch the whole thing, but I want to at least watch and listen to some of what uh, what this footage reveals. A lot of people want to attack parts these days. They're looking for specific notes, maybe notes, essay. I was like, wow, I, I didn't even know. Good for them. Yesterday was the first time she said people wanted longer. I, um, and then, like I said, always as many attack livers as possible. People just want Yeah, livers. People want lower extremities too, which that's, that's simple. I mean, that's easy. I don't know what they do with it because they want muscle. Yeah, a dime a dozen. order form. On July 25th, 2014, investigators posing as a fetal tissue procurement company met with Planned Parenthood's I'm doctors. I'm for the national office for all right. the So I say, okay, what are your, what are you looking to supply today? Dr. Nucatella oversees the abortion practice of all Planned Parenthood's affiliates and performs abortions through 24 weeks. Friends, we cannot forget that that is a part of this industry. They sell baby parts. I I can't even believe I have to talk about that. It's so hard for me to understand why people continue to push that it's health care for the, for the woman when we've got Planned Parenthood doctors exposed 
talking about selling lungs, selling muscle, then you've seen right there for yourself an actual order form. It's, it's got to be the most barbaric thing that we've allowed to continue and to grow in our country. I truly believe if we did not have a champion of the pro-life movement in the White House right now, as a Christian, I definitely believe we would be inviting judgment on us all. Had Hillary won, she said it. Abortion would be the law of the land. If a Democrat wins in 2020, abortion will be the law of the land. I don't know how we could expect or even ask for God's blessing on our life and on our country if we openly and willfully murder babies, allow them to be dismembered, and then to be sold off as in parts. It's got to change. And I'm so thankful, again, that we've got a president in the White House that is actually doing something about it. Here's part three. Here is the final part with myself and Kellyanne Conway in the White House, where we just break down the simplicity that should be a really simple message on how babies shouldn't be harmed. For me, if a person of faith is watching, if you're a believer, there really is no other choice for who should lead this country. And if you're not a believer, as Kellyanne said, science still backs up the fact that babies are alive in the womb and they should not be harmed. Who would ever harm a three-month-old baby? Well, they wouldn't. Even a three-hour baby. Yeah, even a three-hour baby. I first came to know um, more about former state Senator Barack Obama of Illinois Mm -hmm. uh, when I read how he had voted present twice and then eventually against a ban on... um, post-children who had survived abortion. Yeah, I so saw that. That's why I yeah. never vote for Obama. Right. I never did. Abortion Survivor Protection Act or something like, well, sometimes these pieces of legislation in the state and the Congress, even as you know, are such gobbledygook, you know what the heck they are. Yeah. This one's called the you know, Abortion Survivor Protection Act, so we know what's going on. And he voted present, and they voted against that. And there's a nurse named Jill Stanek, S-T-A-N-E-K, in in Illinois and she said you know she was probably pro-choice most of her life or hadn't really thought about it and she was on duty one night and had to comply with the law and her job was to have that baby boy that had survived an abortion expire that's the law she couldn't do so sad so evil she couldn't do what she what she swore an oath to do as a medical professional which is to intervene and save a life she couldn't do it because of that law and um future President Obama was against that. And I never got past that. Never looked at him the same way. So, these, you know, these positions have consequences. Yeah. And people should know what that means. And when I hear everybody's the same in Washington, no, not everybody's the same. No, when it comes to life, <laughs> you can see a brighter line distinction. Yes. And when it comes to walking the talk, is there really anybody like President Donald John Trump? No. No, And you're just not. sitting against the march for life. He's going to yes. march his way right up to that stage and see that screaming, enthusiastic crowd. They're out there every year, regardless of who's in the White House. Yeah. They're out there every year. The guys are rain, snow, sleet. They're like the person. Yeah. And, and <laughs> but they're going to be out there this year for the first time ever with the United States of America wow. president. 
standing with him and looking. Isn't that exciting? Well, I I'm love this president. I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you're there. I love this president. I know most of my audience uh, loves this president. We support him. We're so thankful for him. Please tell him that David J. So. Harris Jr. said, I love him. I appreciate well, him. We're praying for him. And he loves all of you. God and thank you so and much. And he loves the babies. And if you're a person of faith, the only choice is Donald J. Trump for president this year. Wow. What wasn't caught right there at the end that was so exciting. I'll tell you about in a minute. But let me just share with you as a person of faith or anybody, if you're out there and you're watching this and I've got one more little section that I want to show you just as a reminder of exactly what's at stake. If you understand that it is so important that we do not allow the 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 harm, the murder of innocent babies and then the selling off of their baby parts uh, to happen in this country. There's only one choice for president this year. If it was the if it was the only choice, if it was the only issue, if it, if he wasn't doing anything else that he was doing, but he was the only man, the only individual that was standing up for the rights of our unborn babies, it would be this president that I would still choose to support because of his stance on life. I'm going to go back to this video right here uh, so you can hear for yourself again that that it's very, very clear. It is a business to them. Every provider has had patients want to donate their tissue, and they absolutely want to become They just want to do it in a way that is not perceived as this clinic is selling tissue, this clinic is making money off of this. Okay, so um, when when you are or the authority is determining what that, what that monetary, yes, so that it doesn't raise any question of, this is this is what it's about. This is the thing. What what price range would you? You know, I I'm going to throw a number out. I would say it's probably anywhere from thirty to a hundred dollars, depending on the facility and what's involved. The thirty to a hundred dollar price. That's per yes. specimen that we're talking per about, specimen. right? Yeah. Yes. The thirty to a hundred dollar price. That's per yes. specimen that we're talking per about, specimen. right? Yeah. Yes. How much of a difference can that actually make if you if you know? What kind of what's expected or what we need versus it makes, it makes a huge difference. I, I'd say a lot, a lot of people want liver, mm -hmm. and for that reason, most providers will in this case under ultrasound guidance, so they'll know where they're putting their forceps. Kind of re-limiting step on the procedure is calvarium. Calvarium. The doctors performing the procedures to dismember the babies in the womb. We'll use the ultrasound to make sure that they know they're not damaging the liver because livers are in high demand. I'm not, I'm not going to play the rest of this. You can uh, see that for yourself. You can search. Those videos are still up there. But this has to be one of the most insanely grotesque and barbaric things that we have to deal with as a country. And we are dealing with it. We have the obligation to deal with it. We can make the choice to put somebody in the White House, again, this coming election, that's going to be a champion for these unborn babies, that's going to do the right thing, that's going to do the moral thing, and that's going to do the thing that I believe will help all of us sleep better at night. Friends, this election couldn't be more dire and more serious 
than it is today than than 2016 was. It was so important that election to make sure that Hillary didn't get in the White House. It is even more important this time to make sure that all the progress that has been made can continue to be made and even additional progress, all moving things in the right direction for our country. It is it is of utmost importance that if you're a believer, talk to your friends, talk to your family members. Don't be afraid to not stay silent and to open your mouth and speak and share why you support this president. Even if it's just on this one issue all by itself, this one issue should be enough for any Bible believing person, any individual that understands and believes that babies are gifts from God, that we need to put Donald Trump in the White House again this next election. Thank you so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me. And I just want to say a prayer for you. Maybe you're out there. Maybe you're listening to this. Maybe you have uh, had an abortion yourself. Maybe you're a father that uh, uh, encouraged your loved one, your girlfriend or your wife to have an abortion. Maybe you're feeling some regret. Maybe you're feeling some shame. What I want to do is I want to pray for you. And I want you to know that God loves you. He forgives you. And you have today to wipe the slate clean and to start fresh and to start new. Father, I'm just so thankful for you. I'm thankful for your precious Holy Spirit, your presence that I can feel even right now in this moment. And I just pray for that one watching and listening. I pray for them that they would feel your presence, that they would feel your peace, that they would feel your love, and that they would accept your forgiveness. If it's you, if you've got something on your heart that's weighing you down, just ask for forgiveness right now. Whatever it is, just put it on your lips. Just speak it out. Whatever God may be convicting you of, it's just things that are in the way of you feeling his absolute and total love for you. You need to get rid of it. Get it out of the way. So just ask for forgiveness for whatever those things are. Push it aside. And now right now, just say, Papa God. I call him Papa because he's a good Papa. He's a good father. I'll share with you more on that later, but just say, Papa God, I receive your forgiveness. I receive your love. Help me to love you. Help me to seek you and help me to live the way that you want me to live. Friend, I believe that if you prayed that prayer, it's just the beginning. Talking to God is just that simple. Praying is just that simple. He's always there. He's always with us and he's waiting to answer our prayers. He wants a relationship. He, he wants a journey. He wants to be in the journey of life with you. So invite him into that journey as I have mine. And I know he'll blow you away with how good he is and how many amazing things he has in store for you. David J. Harris Jr. here saying, God bless you. Thank you for subscribing to my podcast or my YouTube channel. Uh, thank you for uh, your support in any way, shape or form. And I'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.